0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome again to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Teepa, uh, I don't know how you find the time. You used to ride around on airplanes a lot and you had time, spare time, ha ha, ha to uh, read all sorts of articles. But I, I scoured the internet looking for things on the importance of lifestyle changes that we can make now to prevent the uh, onset of, of almost any disease, including dementia. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's the and... broccoli.
1: It's the broccoli. Yeah. Everybody's like looking, well, they'd love to have the silver pill they could take. So i, all I do just take the pill and then I don't need to change anything, but we're finding of course, that's, that's like, ha ha. I mean, well, hopefully the vaccine comes before for a silver pill because we need that vaccine for, uh, for COVID where we used to want it for dementia. Now we're interested in for COVID, you know, and dementia is sort of something we do want to reduce risk for or prevent or cure. But um, I think we're a lot less helpful for the 2025 year at this moment than we were previously, given all the things that have happened in between.
0: So from what I've been able to understand and what you've often mentioned, if, we, if we're serious about this as a person, you know, COVID and everything else aside, if okay. you want to reduce risk, it's best if you start early. Like if, when you're going down the road 100 miles an hour and the corner is coming, you might not want to wait till the last second to put the brakes on.
1: Yeah. And so what we know is what happens to our brains when we're young, as young as teenagers, has impact as we age. And so after teenage years, we hit 25 and hit 25. That 25 is that place where, okay, well, we've got everything sort of hard set up here. And by the time we're 30, it's like, okay, we're cooking here. It's going, Um, Then from then on, we have to make sure that we're doing something valuable episodically so that we keep building new synaptic connections and checking on the ones we already got and then shucking off the ones that don't seem to be doing us so much good. Um, And the earlier we start thinking about how we're doing what we're doing, the fewer bad habits we have to break over time and habits are hard to break.
0: So we're really talking risk reduction versus Mm -hmm. prevention because we don't, we can't prevent anything. I mean, we can't prevent death and taxes. Those are sort of the two big ones.
1: No, yeah. I don't know that we're anywhere close to prevention. I, I really don't. I think we're getting at least some headway toward if you really want to reduce your risk, these are the things you should think about doing if you'd like to reduce your risk, you know, for getting definitely many dementias but also um heart conditions or you know breathing conditions or things that might contribute or mental health conditions that might contribute
0: you've been at this for oh a couple of years (laughs) so you've gone through the aluminum pots and you've gone through the all these different things that cause you know just do this and you'll be better Mm -hmm. you've Mm -hmm. gone through all the hype
1: Yeah, I don't believe in hype, but I do believe in there are some patterns of behavior that when we do them over and over again, we do increase risk of a number of things. And if it's not good for your body, it's rarely good for your brain. And if it's not good for your heart, it's probably not great for your brain. And if it's not good for your brain, more than likely it's not terrific for your body. So I think there are these sort of combos that where you go, okay, So if you like it, but you know it's not good for you for this and this and this reason, well, maybe a little bit is as much as you should do, but you shouldn't get into the habit of doing a lot of it.
0: So should we be so bold as to on occasion examine our life and say, you know, maybe I should develop something like a five-point action plan as I get older to take care of myself?
1: Well, I mean, it's certainly something that if we started early on looking at, okay, here are my five categories. These are my five go-tos that I know have some impact in a lot of areas of life. So maybe if I started working a little bit, just a little bit of shifting where I am to where I'd like to be or what is deemed or seems to be a better direction to travel if i did a little bit then it wouldn't look like mount everest and instead it would just look like oh look a pebble and let me step over that or move that out of my way and let's move on
0: so un- unfortunately, COVID has really driven home the fact that we have to take care of our, ourselves. There are so many people who have underlying conditions which have weakened them, which is, is really sad. And, and a lot of the conditions are nobody's fault. I'm not finger pointing, don't get me wrong mm-hmm. on that. But it's, it exposes a, a side that we hadn't really thought of so much before.
1: Yeah. And some of it I will be honest is there's genetic tendencies in, in in individuals and in families, but there's environmental features that make it so much easier to go this direction than that direction. This one's a steep hill and that one's a nice flat flat area. And so, you know, our brains are designed to keep it easy when it can, and it sort of moves us in that direction with if we're not actively purposefully making a choice to do the other. And it, it initially it has to be an active, purposeful choice that you have to pay attention to for a period of time until the pathways get solidified. And then there's less attention needed, it's called a habit.
0: There's other things that are basically, well, I, I won't say beyond control, but mm-hmm. are, are can be limiting factors. Socioeconomic. I had never thought of it in the mm-hmm. terms that we think of it now and the effect that it's having with COVID.
1: Yeah. I mean, we know things like food deserts. I mean, we've been talking about the blue belts, those blue areas where people seem to be like really healthy, really old, very limited dementia. We look at some of their patterns, some of the things that happen for them, and we, we go, oh, oh. So they have some stressors in their life, but they don't live distressed. They have some challenges in their life, but they have resilience, oh they have social connections that are deep and long and wide and they aren't stressful stressful social connections they're they're pleasant they're pleasurable social connections they find time to build things that are pleasurable into each day and there's exercise in every day but it's not like they have to make plans to exercise it's part of their root behavior it's just part of how they do their life
0: and speaking of eating <laughs> but COVID has also probably given us more of an appreciation for life in general, mm. the fragility, the sudden changes that are beyond our control and the need to be a community.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think for many people, it has brought up the social isolation. We, we, if we aren't careful, it's easy to get separated from people and then not feel comfortable coming back together. And we start realizing, wow, what can I do at six feet? Or we don't. I mean, some people are like, well, six feet is like forever, so what's the point? And it's like, well, six feet is just six feet. How about if we tried something at six feet, see what happens? How about if, I mean, what kind of activities can you do at six feet? It turns out quite a few, actually. I mean, you could do quite a number of activities at six feet. Actually we don't get that close to each other all the time to do things, but it is, it is a challenge for our brain to do different. And that's the tricky part, I guess. It's different for us.
0: Deepa, in the midst of all of this, training still goes on. If people want more information on uh, training opportunities, if people want advice, if they need to talk to somebody, what could they do?
1: Well, come to our website and just uh, first identify who, what is it you're looking for? or Who are you? What do you need? Because we have it set up. We've changed our website a bit. Um, but if you come to teepasnow.com, it'll say, you know, what are you looking for? Are you a family and friend? Are you a professional? Are you a person who's living with dementia looking for support? Are you an organization or are you just curious? You just want to look around. Come on in. Um, and we have chat. We have live chat. We also have free consult. We have opportunities for people to get together and, We do Ask Teep Anything once a month. We're going to probably bump that up. We're on Facebook um, every morning, every five o'clock afternoon on Monday through Friday, every morning at eight. And we have an evening program on Tuesdays called Sup, Straight Up Positive. So we're, we're doing a good bit of outreach. But if you didn't see us yet, come and visit and we'll see what we can do.
0: Tifa, thank you very much. As usual, it's been a learning experience.
1: Thanks, Greg. It's good to be with you as always.
0: Join us again for our next podcast.